Welcome to Equip This Church, Denise. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live at our city campus. For more information, check out equipthischurch.com. Good night tonight. So uh, I love uh, speaking at 5 p.m. services. This is where the hungry people come to. Uh, anyone can come out to church in the morning, but you've got to be really passionate to come out at night. Amen. Um, and um, what a great job these guys did tonight. I don't know the worship leader's name. What's your name? Sorry. Sarah. Sarah, I thought you did an awesome job tonight. And uh, I just, I love your heart. Man, I could feel your hunger for God in this place. And so thank you for leading us so well. Um, if you've got a Bible, um, we're going to go to Exodus tonight, Exodus chapter 3. Um, we're going to read about 10 verses. And this is a well-known passage of Scripture, but I believe God wants to speak to us tonight through this. So here we go, Exodus chapter 3. Sorry, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Mark. I should introduce myself. And um, uh, part of a Christmas church in the UK, uh, long-term friends of Pastor Will and Desiree, and um, uh, good to be in you right now for a couple of weeks. I am really jet-lagged tonight, I'm just warning you right now. Um, I had a slight out-of-body experience halfway through the praise and worship. I don't quite know where I am at, is sanctified, pray for me, and uh, pray everything that comes out is sanctified and holy and glorifying unto the Lord, and... Um, that we have a good night. Amen. Okay. Exodus 3. It says, One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock far into the air. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire, or appeared to of a bush. Just imagine that from, from the middle of a bush. Just imagine that for a moment. Imagine a bush on fire. But maybe not just like a little small, like a pot plant. Imagine like a significant uh, tree that's blazing on fire. Moses stared at amazement, and though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is up. I must go and see it. And when the Lord burning up, I must go and see it. Closer look. The Lord saw Moses coming to take a close Moses. God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses. Here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. When Moses, the Lord told him, I've certainly, because he was afraid to look at the Lord. The Lord told him, I've certainly seen the oppression of the people in Egypt I've heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I'm aware of their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and to lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It's a land flowing with milk and honey, a land where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites now live. Look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me. And I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abuse them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people out of Egypt. Uh, tonight, just for a couple of minutes, I want to talk to you uh, about encounters with God. Encounters with God. And tonight isn't going to be so much about me preaching. And I pray it's going to be more about you having a fresh encounter with God with God tonight. How many of you say, I, I need a fresh encounter with God? Amen. 
uh, an encounter with God. And so encounters are, 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 are these amazing moments when we encounter God in a fresh way. Um, I, I think, you know, the thing about Christianity and the thing about our faith is it was never meant to be just a cerebral understanding of God. You know, many of us grew up maybe perhaps uh, with an understanding of God. You understood God in your mind, but you really were never touched by Him in your heart. Less about what you know, and it's more about all of that. And it's less about what you know, and it's more about what happens on the inside. Um, I'm 46 years of age, uh, but when I was 8 years of age, I gave my life to Christ. And I still remember that moment. I still remember the service I was in. My dad was preaching. It was an evening service. Uh, I remember singing a worship song, which some of you might remember, called Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord. And I, I, I remember going home not understanding. I remember her explaining to my brother and I what it means for God to really come into our Explaining to my brother and I what it means. Eight years of age, I remember kneeling to come into our heart. And I still remember it. Eight years of age, I remember kneeling down beside my bed with my mom and with my younger brother, and I remember giving my life to Christ at that moment. That was an encounter with God that I've never forgotten. It wasn't just a head thing. It wasn't just a do what everyone else is doing. I still remember how I felt. I still remember feeling emotional. I still remember something happening. And so just head understanding to actually, wow, this is really impacting all of my life. It's not, wow, the head, it's physical, it's often emotive, it's, vis- it's not just thing tangible that happens in, the, in a moment, there's something tangible that happens in, the, in a moment of encounter. I don't know if, you have, if you've ever had a moment like that. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. But I want you to know that God wants to encounter you in a fresh, new way. You know, an encounter is, is really this, it's like an unexpected meeting. I remember the moment when I first encountered uh, Monica, I remember the moment when I first encountered this. Monica, who's now my wife of nearly 19 years before I had, um, she had joined a Crippers church uh, a few months or a year before I had joined uh, in West London at the time, and I'd been in the church about a week or two, and um, I used to play the drums. Um, she was a musician as well, and I remember turning up to worship practice uh, on a cold Wednesday winter night in London, and, uh, and I just remember coming in, meeting and, uh, and I um, particularly remember Monica, obviously, and, uh, and I, I remember the moment when I, when I greeted her, and, um, and, and she thinks it's funny, she thinks I sounded really English, and uh, she thinks I kind of said, I think I said, hi, I'm Mark, and she thinks I said kind of like, hey, I'm Mark, and uh, I don't remember it that way, but I, I remember that first encounter, a, a chance kind of meeting, it wasn't chance, I think God was in it. But it was an unexpected meeting. And, and all through the people really weren't expecting it where God turned up. God, where people really weren't expecting it where God turned up. Think about Paul on the road to Damascus. He's just about his everyday business, which wasn't a good business, by the way. But he was just doing what he did. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, God shows up and, and shines a light upon him and reveals something of who he is to Paul. And that's what an encounter will do. An encounter will reveal something of who God is to us that we've maybe never seen before. I think about Jacob in the Old Testament, maybe never seen before, being a bit of a naughty boy in the Old Testament. 
Jacob is really asleep, puts his head on a pillow. Has, one day he's on the run. He falls asleep, puts his head on a pillow, has a dream, wakes up, and there is the angel of the Lord whom he starts to wrestle the entire night through. He wrestles that angel the whole night through, and at the end of the night, as day is breaking, the angel knocks him on the thigh. He says, hey, you're no longer going to be called Jacob the swindler. Now you're going to be Israel, father of nations. And so an encounter will redefine us. And if ever we, and so an encounter will redefine us. And if ever we needed a series of encounters, I believe it's right now, uh, as really the world is trying to redefine everything about what we believe, you and I need to be hungry for encounters of God that we actually understand who God has called us to be. I think about Zacchaeus. Who, but something in him was hungry to encounter Jesus. He was up a tree, and Jesus comes along. In him was hungry to encounter Jesus. You better come down because Jesus comes along and says, Hey, Zacchaeus, your house. You haven't invited me, but I'm coming to your house. How many of you know sometimes an encounter with God is like that? Sometimes God just turns up and gets in our business. We're just going about doing, doing our stuff, and then God shows up and kind of uninvited welcomes himself into our lives and says, hey, I'm here. The Bible that we could talk about where great encounters happened. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes encounters happen, life-changing encounters, and sometimes encounters are encounters. They're just daily encounters. So, they're just daily encounters. They're just daily encounters. So, so you know, every day I encounter my wife. It happens every day. I meet her every day of the year. She's him, her and I pretty much will see each other every day. It's a daily encounter. Uh, but then there are moments that are life-changing in my life. And the same is true with God. You and I can have daily in my life. And the same is true with God. I encourage you every morning. Daily encounters with God. And I encourage you. Um, I'm not perfect. Start your day with a daily encounter. Um, I'm not perfect at it, but I would say pretty much every day of the year, I'll start with, a, with an encounter with God. I'll wake up and I'll open my Bible and I'll have my word and I'll say, God, today I don't want to just read your word. Um, I don't want to just read it like I have to start every day like that. And now if I don't start the day like that, something's not right. You know, now if I don't leave the house, something's not right. And so we can, you know that feeling? You live in, from time to time, God will turn up. You can have daily encounters, but then from time to time, God will turn up. And he will encounter us in a way that is actually completely life-changing. Encounters with God are amazing. I've had many encounters with God. Um, some of them have been life-changing. Some, some of them have been my daily encounters. But a few that stand out to me. Uh, I grew up in a, in a, in a good home. Uh, my dad was a pastor. And uh, it was a Baptist church. And so um, uh, we talked about God and we talked about Jesus. We didn't talk about the Holy Spirit a whole lot. And I remember Jesus, we didn't talk about the Holy Spirit a whole lot. Stuff about the Holy Spirit. I remember reading the Bible in my early 20s and, and reading all this. I, I feel like I've been saying, well, I don't know a lot about this person, but man, I, I, I feel like I want to know more about him. And I remember going to university and going to a church that believed in the feeling of who to talk to. So I went to a Christian bookshop and I bought a book. It was actually not a book. It was a, like, a, like a big pamphlet. It was eight pages long. And it was entitled, How to Be Filled with the Holy Spirit and Speak in Tongues Long. And it was entitled, How to Be Filled with the Holy Spirit and Speak in Tongues. 
cost about 90p at the time, like a dollar. I remember buying that, buying that little, little book and going home, and I remember reading through it, and at the end, there was a prayer to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and there I was in, in my room. There was no band, there was a book, and then I prayed this prayer, and I just remember something just washing over me. And it only lasted a second, maybe one second. I thought, oh, I don't know what happened there, but something happened. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to try and speak in tongues. And so I opened my mouth, and, and then I thought, okay, I'm going to try and speak in tongues. And so it's gibberish. This, then out came this kind of what I thought was gibberish, this kind of gobbledygook. But I started to understand, oh, no, this is God filling my mouth. And so I remember that encounter that actually completely changed my Christian life, that changed the trajectory of my life. It was that moment. By myself, in my room, the trajectory of my life, it was hard to say, God, there's more in my room. Just a hungry heart. And God came and he did something. And I want, to, I want to know that. And God came and he did something amazing in that moment. I remember another moment of a great encounter with God that was unexpected. And that was when my second son was born. And I've told this story before, but when my second son was born, it was a pretty um, challenging birth. Um, long story short, that about an hour long, and by the time he was finally area, and it lasted about an hour long, and by the time, for the first 10 minutes of his life, he had no breath, uh, he had no, uh, he really, he, he should have been brain damaged, none of his organs should work, the doc, he, he should have been brain damaged, none of his organs, he's a miracle, the doctors gave him 12 hours to live, uh, by the grace of God, and he's doing absolutely amazingly well today, amen, but, I remember when he was born, when that was still in the midst of the crisis, and Monica had major surgery. I remember that night uh, going to be with Monica, and it was about three in the morning by the time we were together, and I remember praying with her, and then I said, we better turn off the lights and try and get some sleep, because we knew we had a big battle ahead of us when it came to sleep, because we knew our son. And I remember turning off the lights when it came to Joshua, my son. I remember feeling the lights, and... I remember feeling this incredible presence of God fill the room. And it was so tangible. People say you can cut the atmosphere with a knife. With no word of a lie, I felt like if I could have cut it, it was, it was that tangible. And I remember saying to Monica, can you feel that? And she, and she said, yes, I can. And it was like in the middle of this crisis, God showed up. And we had this encounter. And encounters with God are crazy things because I don't, and encounters with God are crazy. I don't think you can manufacture them to make it happen. But I think we can live with a hunger in our heart that says, God, here we are. God, we need you. God, I, God, I want you to touch my life. I want you to show up and do something amazing. And tonight, I want to have the opportunity to show up and do something amazing and to invite you to come and say, if you I want to have the opportunity just to pray for you and God wants to touch you in a hungry for an encounter tonight, and maybe God wants to touch you in a really meaningful way that will mark you and change you forever. Let me give you a couple of simple thoughts tonight. I promise is encounters will often reveal our purpose. An encounter with God will often reveal our purpose. Give me a wave if you say, I would love to know the purpose of my life. <laughs> God, and I was like, yeah, amen. Why am I here? Like, God, why am I on this earth and what am I here for? Like, the day you meet Jesus, then what am I here for? Like, the day you meet Jesus, 
man, that is one of the greatest days that there ever is. But you know, one of the second greatest days is probably when you figure out what you were put on this earth for. Cancer, you will start to discover why you were put here. Moses is in the middle of a wilderness miles and miles away from where he is ultimately called to go and gather the people of Israel from. Ultimately called to go church. He's not Israel from. I want you to notice he's not in church. He's just got in a meeting. He's not even praying. He's just going about his everyday business when God decides, man, Moses, it's time. drawn into an encounter, and God starts to speak to him and says, Moses, this is what, and God starts to do. And in that moment, his whole life changed. What I want you to do. 40 years in Egypt, 40 years in the wilderness, probably changed because 40 years in Egypt, 40 years in the wilderness, probably by that point, he thought, well, I'll just stay here till I die. And God steps in and says, no, 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 Moses, you're 80 years of age, but your purpose starts now. I've prepared you. I've got you ready. It's time for you to do what I've called you to do. I want you to go to back. And so sometimes in the middle of an encounter is actually where we discover why God made us and what we're called to do. How cool is that? I actually remember being in church, and um, at this point, I had no thought of being a pastor. Being in church, and um, at this point, what I'm doing, I was still working uh, in my previous profession. And I remember being in a meeting, uh, and um, the praise and worship was coming to an end. And, and um, the praise and worship exact format of the meeting, but for the and um, I can't remember the leading the church at the time, and I was there. And uh, the service was coming to an end, and I knew uh, normally we would give an altar call for people to come to Jesus in that moment, and Bruce would normally do that. And I just remember him, uh, as the service came to an end, turning around and saying to me, you do the altar call. And I just remember looking at him and shaking my head, going, no. And for those of you who know Pastor Bruce, you know, he's a fairly persuasive man. And um, he, he just looked back at me and said, yeah, you go. And I was like, no way, man. Like, I have never done anything like that in my life. And so we're having this to and fro. You, I'm like, no. And then I can tell what's about to happen. The song is about to happen. And someone needs to stand up and do something. And I can just tell, he's not moving. He is not moving. And so I think, oh, man, I've got to do it. So I get up, and I stand in front of, uh, of the church, and I've never given an altar call. I stand in front of, uh, of the church. But all I know is to do what I've seen everybody. An altar call. I don't know what I'm doing. But so I, I say, come on, just close your eyes and bow your heads. And we're all standing at this moment. And I led people in, in, in the simplest prayer that I knew how to pray to invite people to Jesus. And uh, just imagine that was you tonight and I picked on you. Well, that, that would be your prayer. And um, okay, and I prayed. And, 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 and in those days, we used to invite people to come down the front to say yes to him. And, and so I remember it with my front to say yes to him. And, and so I remember it with my eyes closed because I really didn't want to open them uh, to see what was happening. I remember this, how about coming out of your seats and coming down the front. And, and, and so I started to open my eyes very slowly. And to my absolute shock, people started to come. And as people started to come, I, f I heard, I still remember it, to this day, I heard the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit saying, this is what I put you on the planet to do. And right there, on the planet to do, with God. That actually, right there, I had an encounter, started to shape why I was put on the earth. 
And I want to let you know tonight that God wants to do the same for you. He actually wants to have encounters with you, which is not just about your head, but it's about captivating your heart and starting to shape your future, your heart. And where's Jacob Levy? Jacob, I just really speak to me as I was walking into the service tonight. Felt like God speak to me as I was walking into the service tonight. And uh, I really believe he wants to do great things forever, by the way. And I know they're the pastors of this church. And I'm not prophesying over you because you're their son. I'm prophesying over you because you're called by God. Because he has a purpose for your life. And I believe the next few years are going to be exciting for you. Something of God is going to come alive in in a way like you've never experienced before. I believe there's going to be encounters. And I just see you even worshiping in your room with the door shut. And I don't know whether you can. I just see you even worshiping in your room. Actually calling out to God. I don't know whether you can sing or not, but I see you being Him. And I see you and Him having these amazing dialogues where you ask Him questions and He gives you the answer. I see you actually taking your frustrations to Him, your disappointments to Him. Sometimes I see you even taking your anger to Him, and He doesn't mind that. Saying, God, I'm so frustrated right now. And God just coming and shaping your heart. And I really believe over these next seasons, something amazing is about to happen in your life. You're a good man, by the way, and I know this church loves you and God loves you, but I believe something incredible is about to start pressing into Him when no one is looking and it's just you and Him. I believe there's some amazing, amazing God encounters coming your way. Amen? Amen. So, so God encounters often will reveal our purpose. Here's the second thing about encounters is encounters, number two, are for everyday people. Encounters of, how many of you are happy about that? Encounters are for everyday people. Encounters are not just for the super spiritual people of this world. Uh, They're not just for the pastors of this world. Uh, They're not just for the leaders of this world. Encounters are for everybody. When Jesus was walking along the beach and he started to call the disciples, do you know that uh, just about all of the disciples, when he called them, were teenagers? All but one, maybe two, were teenagers. They were just ordinary young men going about their everyday business, fishing. That's what they knew how to do. They were not super spiritual. There was nothing special about them. But God turned up and said, hey, that's who I want to work with. That's who I want to work with. And so tonight, I, I just want you to know, you might say, well, encounters, I, I hear preachers, you know, talk about these encounters that change their lives. But I just want you to know tonight, no, 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 encounters are not for anyone special. Encounters are for everyone. What did Jesus say to the little, little, the little kids when they tried to keep the little kids away from him? He said, no, no, let them come to me. Encounters are for children. Encounters are for old people. Encounters are for absolutely all of us. And we don't even qualify for encounters with God. He just decides to turn up and do something amazing in that moment. Encounters are definitely not just for perfect people. So just in case you're here tonight and you're like, man, I've got to be perfect to have an encounter with God. I've got to, go, I got to have my life together. I've got to have no sin in my life. I've got to have had the perfect week. Like I've got to have read my Bible every day. I need to have been in church every week for the last month. to. No, no, no. There's no qualification for an encounter with God. If God wants to come and encounter you, He will encounter you. Moses was far from perfect. In fact, Moses had murdered a man in Egypt before he ran away. That's why he was in the wilderness. 
Sometimes we might think, man, our, our sin or, or what we've got wrong in our lives disqualifies us. But I want to encourage you tonight. Listen, your past does not disqualify you from having an encounter with God. Oh, someone needs to be more excited about that. Come on, your past does not disqualify you from encountering God. You might have messed up, so what? We all have. You might have failed, so what? We all fail. You might be living under where you think you want to be living. Well, so what? That's most of us. Come on, just because you're not where you want to be does not mean that God doesn't want to turn up and do something amazing in your life. When Saul, who would become the apostle Paul, had his encounter with God, he literally was a violent, murdering man who would drag Christians from their homes pretty wicked. How many of you know that's pretty wicked? Like, that's not just like naughty, that's like naughty, naughty, to the nth degree. But that's who God decided he wanted to have an encounter with. And I love the fact that you can't put God in a box. You can't put him in a box. Man, God will encounter whoever he wants to encounter, no matter what is going on in their lives. Now, we love God, and so we want to live in a way that is pleasing to Him. But God will come, and He will do whatever He needs to do. Here's the third thing about an encounter. Number three, a bit of a negative. It's this. It's kind of, is this a statement? It's the kind of bit of, perhaps I should, don't miss an encounter with God. Perhaps I should say this. It's possible to miss an encounter with God. It's actually possible to walk past. You know, you think about it for a mo- moment. Moses is in the wilderness. He's looking after his sheep, and he's herding them, and he's walking along, and I guess he's trying to get them he's this bush that's on fire. The side of his eye, he sees this bush that's on fire. Now, here's the thing. He could have ignored the bush, and he could have said to himself, I've got more important things to do right now. I've got these sheep to look after. I've got to get them from A. I need to get them to B. There are animals out there that want to take these sheep. I've got a job to do. I've got to be responsible. I've got to keep on going. Just ignore that. Ignore that. I know it's trying to get my attention, but ignore that. And I reckon in life, sometimes we actually miss encounters with God because we are so focused on where we got to get to that we don't let God interrupt us to have an encounter. Sometimes God just wants to interrupt your day. Anyone good at letting God interrupt their day? Often not. Often not. Often God wants to interrupt us at a very inconvenient time. Have you discovered that? Sometimes I'm like, not now, God. Not now, God. Let me finish what I'm doing. Holiday time. No, no, not now. Let me get to the weekend. Let me get to holiday time. No, no, not now, God. But listen, when God knocks on the door and says, hey, I want to talk to you. I've got something that I want to speak to you about. I want to encourage you, drop everything you're doing and go now. Just say, okay, God, I'm, I'm tuning in. I'm not waiting until next week. I'm not waiting for another chance. I'm doing it right now. And you've got to give Moses credit because Moses had a purpose and Moses was on a journey. But when he saw the fire, something within him said, I've got to go take a clink. It's going to really help you. When it comes to interpreting the Old Testament, think it's going to really help you. When it comes to interpreting which we live today, this Testament in a new covenant uh, paradigm in which we discover this is really important. Often when we read the Old Testament, we discover that things are physical and things are external. 
They are physical and they are external. Moses saw a physical bush that was external to his life and it was on fire. But when it comes to interpreting that, they are often spiritual and internal. Are you with me? So all and in physical and it's external. But when, so Old Testament, it's physical and it's external. But when we interpret it in our New Testament covenant today, we need to look spiritual and internal. The chances are you're never going to find a bush that's on fire. The chances are God is never going to knock you on the shoulder and say, hey, go look at that bush. He's just going to grab your attention, and then he's going to see you. He's just going to grab your attention, speak inside to your spirit, see if you respond, and then he's going to saw the chances in the heat spirit. If you want to have an encounter with God, the chances, and the, the chances are he's not going to speak audibly, and it's not going to be external. The chances are he's just going to grab your attention. He's going to see whether you're willing to press in, and then he's going to speak to your spirit. It's going to happen like an impression. It's going to be something in the It's going to be a sensing. It's going to be something in the Bible that stands out to you. You don't know why, but something about it grabs you and you start to push in a little bit deeper. And many of us miss encounters with God because we feel that little pull or we feel that little come closer, but we don't pay attention to it. And we just keep on reading. Listen, when you do your devotions with God, when you're reading the Bible, if something stands out to you, pause. Pause. That to you, pause. What is it you want to speak to me? Say, God, what are you saying? What I love to do is I love to then out here. There's something you're trying to say to me. And what I love to do is I love to then highlight it. I love to write it out. I like to read it in different translations. I need to dig into it. I like to start thinking about it, meditating on it. And it's not long before I do that that I start to see, okay, God, there's something here. That's an encounter with him. But you're going to be on your day-to-day journey one day, and you're going to feel the tug of the Holy Spirit saying, I want to talk to you. One day, there's something I want to do. When I was 20 years of age, in that you by myself with no preacher and no band. There was a little room by myself with no preacher and no band. There was nothing external about it, but there was a little voice on the inside saying, hey, Mark, there's more. I've got something more for you. I want you to have more of who I am. And I just thank God that I was sensitive enough to pause. Amen. I wonder if um, the guy playing keys could come. That'd be amazing. Couple more things, and I want to pray. Number number four is this. Number four, and then this is not on the screen because I only thought about this on the way in. Number four is encounters lead to greater freedom. Four is encounters lead to freedom. And every time I have an encounter with God, to greater freedom, I have discovered that every time I have an encounter with God, it doesn't leave me where I was, but it leads me into it. Amen. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And when the Spirit of the Lord turns up to encounter us in a fresh way, it's because God doesn't want to leave you where you are in a fresh way. It's because God doesn't want to leave you where you are ever. He wants to lead you into a new space, and He never leads us backwards. He only ever leads us forward into a land that is freer 
than where you were before. How cool is that? With you, with the Spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. And, and, and tonight, I really believe it. As some people respond and they say, I want an encounter with God. Some of you are going to walk out of here freer than when you came in because God wants to lead you into a wide open space, the Bible says. Because God wants to... How many of you know Christianity is not a says? How many of you know Christianity is not a set of rules and regulations? Following God is not about a tightrope of His will. It's, it's none of those things. Following God of the abundance of Him. Does He give us some boundaries? Of course He does. He loves us. He wants to look after us. And when we have an encounter with God, He, he leads us into a revelation. And when we have an encounter with God, He, he leads us revelation of something new about him that we've never seen before. Moses if you read the rest of this chapter, you can do it in your own time. Moses enters into a dialogue with God where he goes back and forwards. God says, Moses, I want you to go. And Moses says, well, I can't speak. And, and there's this to and fro, and there's to and fro, and I love speak. And, and there's this to and find out honesty. And I love it because God doesn't mind with him where we struggle with he doesn't mind us having a dialogue with him where we struggle with what he's saying. But ultimately, if we'll submit to his leading, submit to what he wants us to do, it will lead us into a bigger space with greater freedom. Amen? Fifth thing is this, number five, and then we're going to pray, is encounters help us to grow, grow in our confidence with God. Maybe you're here tonight and you're like, I, I think I know him. I think I know God. I, I, I know him to a degree. I I, I still have questions, I still have doubts, I still have things that I'm, I'm struggling to get my head around. But here's what happens when we have an encounter with God. Is, it's like we get a, an infilling, a fresh infilling of His love in our lives. Fresh infilling of His love in our lives. That brings us to a place of incredible security. I, need more, I want more confidence in who God is. What we need is confidence in His love. When you have a revelation of the love of God, everything else changes. When you have a revelation of I'm loved, 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 everything else changes. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.